Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast, episode 8. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dave. Hello, I'm Ben. How's it going? Today we're going to be talking about day 4 of level 1. Okay, so Ben, how do you find that final day? It was a little bit of a shorter day than the rest, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's half day. Um, I think we we started at half nine. We were finished by one. Um, he kept saying throughout the morning, "I'll have you out of here by one o'clock latest." And I uh, got to got to sort of quarter to twelve. We were on, we were on the grass still doing. Uh, building up some practices and we I thought we're never going to get out of here by one because he's not even giving us our feedback and sign the books off etc but to be fair we did finish by one so we uh it was a good day actually I think probably because we all could see the finishing line in sight um and as enjoyable as it's been I think everybody was kind of looking forward to getting their Sundays back because obviously (laughs) it's quite your whole month's gone um from a Sunday perspective, but yeah, it was good. We uh, we kind of arrived, and I mean, he asked us to come up with and plan six sessions each, which I don't think anybody did that. To be fair, I think that's quite a bit of work, and I I think I said to you, I I, I went with two, mm-hmm. um, but it's a bit it's it's hard enough work trying to plan one <laughs> when you when you're going to work every day and trying to plan a training session, but um. In the end, he didn't really he didn't really pursue that. He just kind of he gave us um, he gave us all a card each per table with a scenario, and he said, "Right, come up with a practice um, or a session." And I think ours was the the premise was our team as soon as they get the ball, they kick it away because they can't control the ball, they can't pass the ball. So we developed a, a session around that. So um, kind of the idea we had was, I think we had a, we started off with dribbling round cones, using different feet. Then that went into, uh, I think it was a 4v4. And mm-hmm. it was, you had to take, I think, four touches before you could pass the ball. I.e. you can't just get the ball and boot it away. You've got to take four touches. Um, and we kind of developed it from that. Then we introduced zones and like a safe zone. So if you if you've got a weaker player, they can go in the safe zone and not be tackled. So they could just take a bit more time on the ball. Um, and it, yeah, it was good. Um, so we we had to kind of deliver that to the group, and we got everybody involved and did that. And then obviously he gave us some pointers. Well, why don't you try this? Why don't you do that? But he said, yeah, the concept's good. And the other the other group were doing a shooting session. It was all about shooting. And then he made us play, what was interesting, he made us play a game against each other. So we had our team whose sole purpose was about not booting the ball away. And we we're playing the other team who was all about shooting. So, of course, your natural instinct is to try and play a proper game against them and try and beat them. <laughs> that wasn't. But he kept stopping and saying, well, are you achieving the objective of your session? And to start with, we weren't because we were just playing a normal game trying to beat them. Um, so of course they're just getting the ball and smashing shots in from all angles, and we're trying to mm-hmm. right. We're not having this. So, but the whole point was, we were like five nil down. He said, "Have you in the end?" He was like, "Have you achieved 
the objective of your session? Well, yes, we have, because we were probably actually passed the ball around really well, which is the whole point of it. So that was quite interesting. Um, so yeah, it was good. And that was kind of all we did really in the morning. We planned that and then we went out and did it and it took, took a bit of time. And he, he just spoke to us about, um, again, he just sort of did an overview of building up practices and all that sort of thing. Then he just gave us, um, he gave us all individual feedback sheets um, with our own personal kind of feedback um, on mine. He, the main, I mean, I think it was the same comments on most of them because obviously we'd all, pass so to speak um but he on mine he put it wasn't the same on everybody's but he put on mine take your level two in the next 12 months i think you're ready to do your level two in the next 12 months which was good to hear mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I, I may do it at some point i'm not i'm still thinking about that but uh, probably further down the line i will do it if i carry on and go into older age groups and stuff so but yeah it's good um then he just kind of signed the book off he didn't didn't really review the book um, he was kind of like, it's your personal guide. Um, you know, I'm not going to go through every page. He said, what will happen is if you do your level two, you'll have to produce the book and show that it's signed and show that you've you've worked on it and filled it in, that kind of thing. So um, so that was quite interesting. And then we are, we he just gave us, we had a bit of a and a session at the end. And a few of us asked about level two, what that involves. Um, and he said, it's more of a journey. So you do it over four months. Um, over I think ten sessions, he said. But obviously, they come out to your club and assess you and watch you and work with you and stuff. So that was quite interesting. I don't think it's as wouldn't say this has been intense, but obviously, it's all condensed down. Well, for me, it has been not so much for you, but mm-hmm. for been condensed into that whole February every Sunday. Um, whereas I think the level two, it's over a longer period. There's a lot more planning involved and a lot more ranging of him going to your club to watch you watch you do it um so yeah and at the end we kind of said to him oh you know what are you you know what are you doing tomorrow and he was like oh i'm doing a doing a level two tomorrow then i'm i'm down here for a couple of days doing this you know whatever he's doing and i'm up to this place doing it do you ever get a day off he said yeah i've got two days off in a couple of weeks he said so it sounds really full-on for him obviously it's his job so that was quite interesting to hear that. So he's juggling all these different coaching courses, different levels, different places. So, um, yeah, it was pretty full on for him. But, yes, it was good. So we got it all, got the book signed off, which was great. And, um, yeah, pretty happy. I presume same for you today. Yeah, um, same in that. So got got the book signed off. So that, that was in theory good. Um We'd started off though, and, and again, mine, mine was a little bit less condensed. Uh, we'd had a week off in between, so I'd started just before yourself, and I and, and was due to finish after anyway. But of course, we got hit by the snow, and so we got delayed a week there. <clears throat> and because of that, you know, we couldn't get the same instructor. So that that was a little bit disappointing because you've been on a on a journey with the with this one instructor and then just logistics we we ended up finishing it off that that last half day with with a guy who you know hasn't been on that journey with you or or taking you on that journey as as such but your your last day there sounds a bit more like the kind of days that we'd had previous whereas this last one was was um a lot 
well, we didn't lay on any sessions at all, whereas all the previous days were, were really about, you know, certainly the afternoons were all about us designing and implementing our own sessions and then, you know, seeing your own kind of design session in practice, you know, with with uh, with the other coaches, the other players, and then, you know, you taking part in, in other people's as well. So... So this morning, I mean, we we'd started off. Um, did you go outside at all today, or not? not we all? we did, but it was just to observe. So, um, I'll, I'll take you take it up to that point, and and then I'll take you through the observation because that that was quite interesting, actually. Uh, just observing another game that just you know, unfortunately for them. They were just playing on the on the three G pitch next door to the FA Centre at the time, so <laughs> we'd given them forewarning that like sixteen blokes are going to wander out and start observing uh, observing your under elevens game, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, the the day started off with us just going into uh, just a reflection, you know. So, what have you learned on the course? Uh, you know, what are the things you do differently? Um, I think one of the, so on our table, you know, again, it's, it's like the other sessions, you know, very workshoppy. Um, so I'd said, you know, for me, the, the arrival activities was, was a massive thing, you know, and, and before that, quite honestly, uh, you know, even though I didn't really have these conscious thoughts, I guess I, I saw the arrival, you know, people arriving at different times as mm. just a bit of an annoyance. I guess, you know, subconsciously I was probably thinking, well, if, if our training starts at 10 o'clock, everyone's going to rock up at 5 to 10, be ready, and, and then hit the pitch at 10 o'clock. And it, it just seldom works like that. And, and you know, you kind of think, oh, well, that's, that's just us, isn't it? Everyone else clearly does turn up on time and and you're you're ready to go with what you have planned so that arrival activity for me was a was a massive thing as we went around the tables a lot of people just said about the planning and and you and i have talked about that as well haven't we just that proactive planning as opposed to you know bombing it from work (laughs) and trying to think on the way to work right what could we work on uh today right the last match we were pretty poor at uh finishing so let's let's have a bit of shooting practice something like that you know so a a lot of people had fed back that um and i think that probably the other one that that cropped up was to to encourage decision making from the players as opposed to intervening really quickly you know, yeah. so when someone's doing something wrong on the pitch, um, we'll kind of let them learn, you know, and, and we'd had these little conversations about that over the three days. Um, and again, I, I think it's it's going to be one of those things that I have to just constantly remind myself about, mm. you know, because you're, well, certainly my natural instinct is if you see something wrong on the pitch, try and correct it try and intervene and correct it yeah whereas actually you know you want to encourage this decision making from your players don't you so knowing when to intervene but actually probably just 
it's, it's probably a bit later than when instinctively you you want to do it. Yeah. So another thing we did after that was uh, to look at different scenarios. So he had a, a couple of cards that he put down. We had four tables, and he put a couple of cards on each of the tables. And we had a big old uh, flip chart piece of paper to write down our thoughts on this particular scenario. Mm. And so, again, this this probably ran for – it went quickly, Um but you had, you know, a few minutes discussion on each scenario. So there were eight scenarios in total. Um, so, so it's probably running for a good, a good half an hour. But you know, it never felt like it was dragging on. You, you were deep in discussion about this one thing, and and they were kind of uh, they were scenarios where there is no right answer. It's just you know to to have a bit of discussion there. Mm. And we were on kind of the first table. And so um, I think our, our first first scenario was you're 2-1 up and it's the last few minutes and one of your players basically hasn't, one of your weaker players hasn't had much game time, you know, and, uh, you know, you're about to bring them on. What what do you do? So we had, we had a bit of discussion yeah, about, well, yeah. What what is we know what the right answer is, <laughs> but but we try to say well all right what would we really do as well, and so I think everyone everyone was being very very studious and very correct you know yeah we should bring on that player uh, and again what we what we should have said beforehand a lot of us were coming from the perspective of being under say under eights under nines under under tens you know, that kind of age group. Mm. It's probably a different answer if you're doing under-17s or under-18s, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it was only later in the when we were discussing, we thought, well, actually, all of these, it depends on the age group as well. Yeah, true. But uh, for that for yeah. that first one, we, we sort of said uh, we would bring them on, you know, but if we're honest we'd probably put them in a safe place on the pitch. Yeah. And I was sort of telling the, the whole room about this and they all, I, I wasn't intentionally, I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck or anything, but they all burst out laughing. <laughs> and they were saying, well, what's a safe position? I was like, well, you're two one up, probably up front somewhere. <laughs> I also said, well, you would probably, you might pair them up on the pitch with like uh, one of your forgers ahead, one of your better players. You, you might do that. You might also give them a bit of a pep talk, mm. you know, and, and just build their confidence up before. It's something I've done. I, 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 I can't say it's been successful, but, you know, to say to a player, look, go out there, get me a goal or, you know, try and make them feel good about themselves. But, uh, you know, we all know the academic answer is, is or not the academic answer. We all know the, the right answer at that age group is to, to just give them game time, get them on the pitch. Yeah. It's just very, very hard to completely separate yourself from the result. And even if you do, even if you are this kind of came from Kung Fu kind of, you've got this Zen outlook on the world. The kids don't. 
the kids still want to win. So, you know, and uh, so again, it's a great question because, or it's a great scenario rather, because it it just gets you discussing what, uh, what you should do there. Yeah. And I think one, one of the other ones was, um, you know, one of your players late into the game. And, and I think it was probably, I think it might have been a cup final or something like that. One of your players takes a dive to win a penalty. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) And again, it was one of those like, all right, we all know what we kind of should do, but let's face it. Let's be honest with ourselves. What would we really do? What did the tutor say to that? Well, so, so again, we were talking about the age group and the, the tutor, you know, he, he absolutely agreed with that. And he was talking about, he, he, he coaches at non-league level right. and I can't remember the player's name but he, he was saying he's got this bloke who uh, he used to play for Luton you know this striker is about 38 you know and and, and the, this tutor who'd taken over he seemed like a young bloke he he, he was dead ringer for Otamendi <laughs> 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 and uh, but you know he, he said um, if he takes a dive and I have a word with him after a game He's going to tell me to go forth and multiply, essentially. He didn't use exactly that terminology, but, you know, he's saying, what am I going to tell this uh, ex-pro, you know, about about diving to win a penalty in the last minute, you know? So he was completely agreeing that it's age-appropriate, you know, and as you get to the professional game, you you don't practice it, you don't promote it within your team, but you're not necessarily going to pull someone up for it. Mm. But someone had a um, had an interesting point. They were saying, "Well, you don't really want to undermine the ref as well. You know, if you can see it's a blatant dive, ref sees it as a as a penalty and gives the penalty. You don't want to make him look a bit of a chump and and say, "Now, ref, you you completely misjudged that." And, don't give a penalty. So someone said, well, just get the kid to kick it back to the goalkeeper. Yeah. And again, I, I, I thought, you know, again, at, at that, let's say under 11, under 10, under nine, at that level, I say, yeah, I, I think that'd be, uh, that'd be the right thing to do. Yeah, I think so. I've, yeah, I don't think. What, what, what would you do? I, honestly. God. <laughs> <sighs> Being honest, I don't, I don't think I would. I wouldn't tell the ref he got it wrong. I'd let him. I'd let it go. Yeah, I just would. I know. I can't. I would, I'm not going to sit here and say different because I know I wouldn't. It would be a lie. I yeah, just, I, and that's that's what I was trying to do as well is to try and say, look, we all know what the right answer is and what yeah. we're we're supposed to do, but let's let's have a grown up conversation. What what would we actually do? Exactly. You know, and, uh, so it's you can't really get on the moral high ground about it because you just you just wouldn't do it. It just wouldn't happen. I just know it wouldn't. It's like when you watch footballers and the ball goes out for a throw and they claim for a throw and they know it's not theirs. It's just that's um, extreme, though, isn't it? I mean, I I don't know when that came into the game, but I when I started watching football, it wasn't like that. You know, when, when, you know, if I boot the ball out and then I claim for the throw, 
<laughs> I don't know when it came into the pros game, but it, I, I just find it ridiculous. It you know, ridiculous. we went. You know, I went to Sutton today, and you can see because we're, we're quite close to the pitch. You can see like it comes off a. I don't know, a defender, and it's also, but you see the other team, oh, it's our throwing, think it's not. It's, you all know it isn't, so why are you even putting your arm up trying to claim for it? It's madness. It is cheating, but, you know, it's it's kind of acceptable, and nobody, you don't get pulled up on it, except it happens every two seconds, but mm. one of those, isn't it? I mean, I mean if if two players go for the ball, and, and it's very hard to, to see, then, then, yeah, appeal for it. But it's, it's just weird how, you know, a lot of the time it's just so blatantly not your throwing, but you'll still, you'll still try and get it. I, I don't know. It did. <laughs> I don't know when that came in. The, the last scenario, like I'm not going to go through all eight. I, I'll just talk about the third one that I that I'd wrote down in my notes here. That one was that a parent was shouting at a player, you know, their own child. And their child was visibly upset by this uh, this feedback. Oh, oh, I think it. Yeah, so they'd made a mistake, and then the parent was shouting at them, and then they were upset by it. I think and we, had, I, we had a similar one to that as well. I think I'm sure we discussed this, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think I think so. But I don't. I, I don't actually remember what 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 you said. Well. I think we took. I think we discussed it, but I don't think we went too deeply into it. No, we, did, we didn't. We mentioned it. Yeah. So, I mean, what? What? Um, I, I'll tell you what. What we said, uh, but I mean, what? What would you? Again, this is a classroom environment. So, let's talk about what. What you think you would do? Um, I've kind of had that before a little bit. When I was last season, um, I'll take. I would probably take him off, um, have a word with him, tell him he's doing well. Don't worry about what his dad's saying. You know, the only person that kind of matters on the pitch is what I think, and I think you're doing a good job. Um, you know, the only person you should be listening to on the pitch is me, um, and try and do that really, kick glove approach. Um, that's what I did kind of the last time it happened. It kind of seemed to work, but obviously every, every child's different and um, it depends on the kind of relationship with the dad and how often the dad's like that, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. But that, that's kind of what I would do personally. Um, I would, I don't think you could leave him on. Um, I don't know. Depends on where you know the child really, I suppose. And if you think they can run, run that off and not let it affect them, but yeah, I don't know. It's a difficult one. What did you What did you say? Yeah, so so we debated a little bit about taking them off, and, and again, you, without this is a hypothetical situation, isn't it? So without that, without knowing the kid in question, without knowing you know uh, exactly how upset are they, you don't know because we were saying, well, if you take them off, does that is do, does that look like a negative thing? You know, they've made a mistake, so that's why they're coming off. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we were leaning towards, look, bring them off, have a word, um, reinforce that, you know, mistakes are just part of the game. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, be brave on the ball. It's it's no it's no big issue. Um, try and build their confidence up. But I think we all felt pretty strongly that you need to be having a word with the parent as well, and maybe oh, not absolutely, maybe not a one to one. But again, it kind of depends on that parent, I guess. But you know, involving the parents in just making sure they know what your core values are. Yeah. So, you know, this isn't shouting. You're not on the sidelines shouting at a bunch of premiership players. This is about kids enjoying the game. You know, we want them to be brave on the ball. We want them to make mistakes and, you know, learn from those mistakes. Yeah. And, and you know, just involving the parents in that process helps them align to what your kind of core values are so that's that's where we kind of landed it does i think the problem comes when you've got when you've got parents who almost can't help themselves you know and they're always going to be that shouty overbearing kind of person even if you have that conversation because i've i mean this this situation i had i did actually speak to the parent afterwards like one to one, and I said, I said you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, can't have him walking off. You know, giving you the the finger and storming off. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember now. <laughs> you know, it's kind of that's what happened. You know, he gave his dad the finger, and he he stormed off crying. And I said, you know, I can't, I can't have that when we're training. You know, it's madness. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, Bob. But but I said, but it's just not. You know, if it. <sighs> It hasn't happened again, but um, still got the issue of you know a lot of shouting and at times it gets a bit carried away and it gets you know stuff gets said to the referee as well if it's and and it's kind of like well you know that, I don't want that if it carries on. I mean I've never said it yet, but if it carries on, I'll get to the point that like, I don't want this sort of child carrying on in my team, which isn't fair on him, but can't have a. I can't be constantly worrying about us getting complained about as a club and a team because mm-hmm. of, of parents being like that. So it's, it is a really difficult one, and I've kind of got that situation a little bit with with parents. Um, only well, only one I would say. Um, but you know, you can. I've tried the speaking to him personally approach to see if that kind of works. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. It's difficult. It is a, it is really difficult. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has to try and come up with a, a way of dealing with that situation. But, um, yeah. Well, I think although the, the problem areas are probably, you know, it's not one, it's, it's not every parent, is it? Who's, you know, bellowing abuse from the sidelines. Right. But you probably want to um, approach the parents as a whole as well, rather than just having one-to-one conversations with with the problem areas and treating the symptom. What the what the instructor was saying, I mean, he, he basically said, like, uh, I don't want to choose his exact words, but he, he was basically saying, look, parents do my head in. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my words, not his. But well, ours, ours kind of came from a similar point of view. He's right, kind of 
gave some examples of parents. Didn't look like Oscar Mendy, did he? He's <laughs> <laughs> not, not the same bloke. <laughs> but yeah, he'd, he'd had similar, you know, parents coaching and no, don't do it. Stop. I'm the coach. I don't want to hear you coaching. That kind of being firm with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, our club said that at the start of the season. They said, before we didn't have a game, they sat all the new managers down. They said, from the very get-go, you've got to be firm with your parents. You've got to tell them how you're going to manage, how you're going to treat the players in terms of minutes on the pitch. You don't want any coaching from the sidelines. All those things were said to us. Um, I probably could have been a bit firmer in that, in terms of having that conversation with the parents. But to be honest, they're generally pretty good and I haven't really had mm-hmm. any problems with them, apart from the occasional issue with this yeah. one parent. But... Um, yeah, it is. It's definitely something that I think you need to do as a coach at this level because you, you've, I mean, Elijah's match today. Um, one of the kids, his dad managed the team last year, and you could you could tell because he was just coaching his kid all the way through the game. Mm-hmm. Do this, do that. No, no, you should be doing it. And you could tell it, it was like he just couldn't get that that management coaching thing out of his system. Because even just watching his son as a not as a coach anymore, he was still coaching him, and we were sort of joking amongst ourselves, parents going, "Oh, you know, you can tell he used to be a manager," um, but it was kind of like undermining the coach, I suppose, because he's the coach on one side of the pitch, mm-hmm. this guy's on the other side of the pitch, and it's like I said, I was having a chat with a couple of dads, and I said, "You know, I don't like parents coaching. I do, you know, I kind of because it just confuses the kids because they're hearing." They're not hearing one voice, they're hearing multiple voices. Um, and that's difficult and it can be confusing, I think, especially when they're under eights, nines, tens, elevens even. So, yeah, it's um, constantly learning and revaluing how you should deal with that situation. Yeah, and I think the definitely this this guy was saying, look, just involve the parents and, and sounds like the, the same kind of book. <laughs> Uh, the preacher book is where your club are coming from. Involve the parents. What the instructor was saying was get agreement from the parents, not not just, you know, tell them this is how it is, but get agreement from them. This is how we're going to do it. You know, we're going to have equal minutes on the page or or whatever your philosophy is. So that that when you do have those problem uh, events, let's say, you can always go back and say, look, we agreed this is not what we were going to do, you know? Yeah. So you've at least got something to go back to there. So I, I thought that was a, that was an interesting way to, to approach it. And I think uh, I'll definitely be trying um, to implement that as well. Yeah. And I, I did that with my parents at the start of the season. I, from the very start, I said, my approach will be that, you know, it is, I want them to have fun and it's development football, this, that and the other. So they will have equal minutes on the pitch as much as I can. Obviously, there'll be one or two who play longer, just the way it is, because you can't, you can't calculate it all evenly. But I said, my, I'll make, I'll, I will change the team fairly so everybody gets the same amount of time on the pitch. And I, I said that from day one. So there's never been, I'm sure, you know, I'm not naive enough to think, I'm sure parents probably go away from some games going, oh, how come he's played more minutes? Why hasn't my son played more? Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever said anything to me. Um, but I'm sure it's a natural thing. You know, Elijah got substituted twice today. He played half the game. 
scored two goals. Uh, they drew two all, and he took him off twice. And mm-hmm. and he was he was playing really well. Um, but he took him. But and I was just I was thinking, what are you taking him off for? You know, he's probably been one of the best players on the pitch. Being biased, but he he, he was. And I and it was kind of I'm sure parents go away from my games thinking that nobody's ever said anything to me. But um, it's, you know, you know, you can't please everybody, can you? You've got ten kids. There's always going to be one or two who don't agree with the way you do stuff, but that's just the, the way it is. Yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. putting themselves on the parapet to do this. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to go with what you think's right. And, um, you know, that's the way it is. You're, at the end of the day, you're the coach. As long as, like you said, you've laid out your philosophy, your plan, the way you want to approach it. I don't think anybody can argue with that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The... the... <laughs> You've just reminded me, actually, the coach was having a bit of a, a bit of a joke. He was saying, you know, when we were talking about the scenario to die for a penalty, mm. and like say he's, a, he's an assistant manager at one of the, the non-league clubs around here, and he said, uh, in the last minute, three points, brilliant. I've got a job for another week. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> and he was kind of joking, and I thought, he wasn't. I bet really. you're not really joking. You know, he meant he meant it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't know. Is it is it is it as bad in the non-league game uh, as it is say, at the top level? I, I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know. I, it made me chuckle. Pretty feisty. There's a red card and probably about eight yellows. It's quite interesting. There's a lot of <laughs> people steaming off the bench when challenges were going in. It was really yeah. It was quite interesting. It was like you could see. There was not a lot of fairness going on in that game, I can tell you. Every yeah. time there was a challenge, all the players were like, ref, send him off. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that was that was a pretty good discussion. And, and like I say, uh, well, we'll no. problem, we're going to do problem parents, aren't we? Because I think that'll be a good, um, a good, a good, podcast when we do. Yeah, that. we'll have to we'll have to focus on that one for a for a whole episode. Yeah, there'll be a lot that we can get out of that, I think. <laughs> yeah. So uh the next the next part of ours, so so this is probably where you went out on the pitch. So so we went out to watch and observe this other game. And this was on the three G pitch where we'd been playing in our in our previous days. And like I say, they looked about under eleven, I'd say. Uh there was offsides. So, you know, so it was at least under 11. They didn't look much older than that. And the four different groups had different things to look at, you know. So ours was uh, about subs engagement. Right. Um, And then quite honestly, I can't remember what the others were, but, you know, just uh, coaching behavior was one. Um, Right. But it was it was different aspects of, of the coaching, and I, I think this was quite. On, it was a friendly, so it wasn't you know it wasn't a cup game or anything where you can imagine emotions would be running a bit higher. So we went out there, and I, I think I mentioned before. I just thought, crazy. I wonder how I'd feel if you know you had nearly twenty blokes just rock up to your game, you know, because it's not it's just not Wembley. You know, for a for a little game on a three G pitch, you know, nearly twenty blokes rocking up, it, it makes a big difference. You've just doubled the attendance. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, I'm trying to observe what the subs are doing, but actually I'm being quite self-conscious about myself looking at what the subs are doing, <laughs> you know, and not looking like uh, um, just a bit weird. So <clears throat> what 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 was interesting, I guess, was for this particular game, you know, there was about on one side there was about three subs and on the other there was about five. And when we got there, the the team that had five subs, they were just kind of amusing themselves. They had one ball between them and they were just kicking it around and basically doing whatever they wanted. The coach was completely focused on the game. Mm. And so the, the subs were just doing it, whatever. And I thought, you know, well that that doesn't look right. You know, to completely ignore the subs and and after they'd had a bit of a kick about, and I think they could, they kicked the ball onto the pitch a couple of times. So in the end, I think they were told, you know, pack it in, just yeah. sit down there and watch the game. So so then they were just sort of sat down watching the game. But again, it just didn't quite look right. They they just looked a bit bored, and I, I just again I couldn't help but empathise with the coach, with you know nearly twenty other blokes just watching what you're doing, <laughs> and I thought. Would I be different? I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, we 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 all have the. We're in a coaching environment, and so we're all thinking like this is this is what we aspire to be, and this is what we should be doing. And, and I was just thinking, would 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 I do anything different there, or you know, would I have the subs engaged a bit more? And actually, after after asking that question, I I think I think I do. Um, there were a few things like so so. On the positive side, I'd say, you know, when the guy was making subs, he, he'd like throw about three on at a time. Yeah. So, you know, he wasn't he wasn't going all out for the results. But when the players were coming off, there was no kind of praise. There was no well done, good effort, you know, none I of that. Make, it was just, I always make sure I do. Exactly. So, so that was one of the things I recognized. Well, actually, no, that's, that's, that's something I... I I think could be improved upon. Um, but also before the kids went out on the pitch, you know, there wasn't that much talking there either. Mm. You know, there wasn't much, much instruction. And again, we, we didn't see the game, uh, the sort of pre-match talk. So this could, this could have all been sorted out before, but it mm. just seemed very, <clears throat> very kind of passive and, you know, off you go, lads, have a go. Um, see what you can do. Yeah. Um, the other guy, the guy with the the three subs. I mean, it, I, I I didn't see him have one conversation with a sub. He, he was just kind of, you know, he, he must have said something. But you know, he might might have said like Ben, you know, you're on. <laughs> that, yeah. that was it. And you know, so again, it's uh, it, it was an interesting <laughs> exercise because again, I felt bad quite honestly, being critical of these guys who probably didn't know when they rocked up this morning they were, they were going to be observed uh, yeah. as part of a coaching exercise for, for 20 enthusiastic coaches. I'd have hated it. Yeah, I, and that's what I was thinking as well. I was like, right, you know, and I could see the coach looking over a few times. And <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not good. But you know, you you pick a pitch right next to an FA centre. You're probably asking for a bit of trouble, aren't you? Exactly. But um, 
But yeah, so like I said, we we came back and we just had a, a lot of discussion. But but one of the things that so so when we were talking about general behaviour, we were saying the parents were unbelievably quiet. Right. So there were no even you know when someone has a shot or something, you know it's like oh you know and few little claps and everything was really really quiet and we were discussing it in the room and we were saying well is it just because um they're just a a quiet group of parents Mm. and i was saying no i'm not having it i reckon those coaches have had that discussion that that's by design because even you know just statistically you get a group of parents together you're going to get a few who are a bit shouty, surely. Yeah, of, course so. of course you are. So they were all really, really quiet. And I thought, well, it's either a massively improbable gathering of, of this group of parents or, you know, th- th- they have had their expectations set. And and like I say, it was a friendly as well. So, you know, not, not um, maybe if it was a cup final, they'd all be bellowing, but... <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows that is odd i wouldn't like that i don't think i quite like to to do the observing or being observed no, just, no, or just, either just, no, having the um the parents being so quiet yeah i i i must admit i mean i it was bordering for me on the fact that they they weren't that bothered yeah. And and even though you know the the coach was saying you know he, he could do with the parent without the parents being there, I, I was I was trying to rapidly think in my mind whether that'd be a good thing for for our team or not. And I I, I think I'm with you. I I like a bit of shouting, you know. And, I, do. I do totally. I don't I don't uh, like it when the parents are quiet. Yeah. So I mean, I would have to say you know, and again. Uh, the girls team that I'm coaching, all the parents, anything I ever hear, it's all positive. Yeah. You know, it's like, go on Maddie or, you know, it's shouting. It's, it's encouraging. It's not like, Oh, what are you doing? You know, (laughs) (laughs) don't play it there. It's, it's not anything like that. So, I think I think to just have it, you know, as if it's like a uh, a golf <laughs> uh, event or something like that, you know, where everyone has to be quiet. Uh, I, I just, it's not right. It's not football for me. No, it's not. I agree. Um, yeah, my parents are a bit more lively than that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's all good. It's all yeah, good. yeah. Maybe it's yeah. Yeah, you do hear the occasional thing. You think, "Oh no, don't say it like that." <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they haven't had the benefit of. I mean, you know, it'd be interesting to see tomorrow because tomorrow's my first game since finishing the course. If I take on board the match day aspects in terms of how I interact with the kids and how I act on the touchline, because I'm kind of, I'm guilty of, you know, being a bit shouty at times mm-hmm. and getting and the whole subs thing you know I, I totally relate to that substitution thing you know you've got your three subs and they're off the ball's being booted on the pitch you know like, yeah, yeah. you know but, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking more about that and i think i'm going to give them little things to do when um 
when when they're off the pitch. So I'm going to try kind of tomorrow to for the subs to observe the game. I'm going to give them little different aspects of the game to watch while they're off the pitch, and I'm going to get them to tell me what they think we could do better, what what they should be doing when they go on, all that sort of thing, just to try and get them thinking and stop them running riot, you know, behind me, um, just to see if that helps get them focused, think, okay, let's watch the game. So I'm going to say, I'm relying on you guys to give me some feedback, what you mm-hmm. think, and see if that... that so what, what you've just said there is exactly what I was thinking. Um, so, so let's say you've got, I don't know, central midfielder or something like that. And you actually explain to that particular player on the subs bench, right, when you come on, you're going to uh, substitute for this, this person playing central midfield. Mm. I want you to see how the game's going, see what's working well, see where we could improve. Mm. And then I'm going to come back, you know, in uh, five, 10 minutes and I'm going to speak to you and you're going to tell me uh, what's going well and, and where we can improve. Yeah. And, and I thought that probably that would help them have a focus on watching the game because, you know, I've been guilty of just saying, you know, girls, just, just watch the game, you know, just, see what's going on because and and a flip-flop between actually get them doing a a few you know get them with practicing a bit you know more touches on the ball passing to each other and and whatever on the sidelines but but then the other side of me wants them to watch the game and and learn a bit about the game through through watching it yeah so i I think i'll probably experiment with both of those things I, i do like the idea of being very narrow in you know what you're asking them to look for so this yeah. player in this position that's where you're going to go on y- you tell me what you think is going well and what could go better there yeah no, absolutely so um, we'll see how that goes tomorrow i'm not yeah yeah i've lost my goalkeeper at the moment so we'll have to see how <laughs> all right okay I'll be juggling a bit. yeah he's ill so i don't i'll have to have a couple of lads taking turns in goal, which isn't ideal, but yeah, I'm going to try try something a little bit like that and see if mm-hmm. that kind of gets them totally focused, but we'll see. Yeah. The other nugget uh, that came out of today, I thought, and, and this may have been mentioned on the previous days, uh, and it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even part of the course, it was just in and around the discussion we were having about practising and then uh, th- this the theme for this last day was all about match day, you know, and preparing for your match day. Really, yeah, that was a theme of ours actually as well. Yeah, and and I think the the thing that jumped out to me was he was talking about how your your matches and your practices link together, mm. and he said he, he said I'll, I'll use the example of pressing. So if we've been working on pressing set some challenges on pressing in the game. Yep. And I thought, that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that before? (laughs) So if we've been working on passing, right, all of you, I want you to make, you know, X number of passes in this game because that's what we've been working on this week. So I, you know, little challenge for yourself. I want you to do that in this game. See if you can do it. 
And then you just narrow the focus of the players on what it is they're working on. Yeah. And, you know, they can't, you can't just work on everything, you know, in, in, in that one week. But if you, if you are focused and structured in your, the way you're building up your sessions and whatever, I thought that's a, that's a great way. And, and that's something I hadn't been doing quite honestly, was, was setting the challenges on the game day yeah. and relating that back to what you've worked on in the, in the previous yeah. training session. I thought that was, I thought that was brilliant. Definitely going to be yeah, doing no, a bit more of that. No, absolutely. That's kind of, yeah, that's been a key learning for me as well, really. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that, yeah. So tomorrow's kind of the first, first chance to do that really. Um, Trying to think what we did on Thursday to try. Yeah, <laughs> to remember to apply it. Um, In yeah. possession, out of possession. It was mainly. Um, oh God, it's been such a busy day. What were we doing? We were doing uh, a lot of. Yeah, it was possession stuff. Um, it, just again, that final ball. Um, so we had them zoned off, um, outnumbered in certain zones. So you had a 2v1 in midfield or a 2v1 up front. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 5v5, but one team had two strikers against one defender and one team had one striker against two defenders, etc. So it was kind of just mixing the zones up. So you're out, no, outnumbered in certain zones, but not in others, and just trying to get them to use the ball. It was kind of mildly successful, but there was a few learnings to take from it. But um, yeah, most a lot of the stuff I'm doing at the moment is about using the ball better. Because mm-hmm. just decision making, really, but trying to encourage the kids to think themselves and not me have to tell them all the time what you should be doing. But just I'll create a little scenarios. So I'll position certain defenders and say, okay, if he stood side on to you, if his defender's at a 90 degree angle to you, side on, you know, should you attack the box? Should you pass it square? You know, just and I'll ask them. So, what what would you do? Well, I'll tap the box because he's he's side by side with me. He's not in front of me. Exactly. Got a defender in front of you. You got a guy side on who's a teammate. You could pass to. What should you do? Well, I should pass it because the guy's right in front of me. I might not beat him. So it's just kind of. So we do a kind of a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, just trying to use the ball better. So we'll see tomorrow if, and we'll go through that before the game. So you know, let's just remember what we worked on. Don't you know make the right decision with the ball, but and I think that's probably one of the most difficult things at that age to do because you can see them caught between oh I want to beat my man, you know beat him again, beat him again, and all the time defenders are getting back, you know that breakaway that you had is gone. So that's kind of what we've been doing. So we'll see, you know, we'll see tomorrow if that if that carries through when we go through it before the game. So um, but yeah, and how how would you? What challenges could you set for that? I mean, so so, and and I'll give you a bit of thinking time by by talking a bit while while you think about the answer. But um, so one of the things that just just as the coach is almost kind of introducing himself and and getting us warmed up, I guess in in the morning session, mm. he was saying that uh, so the non league players that that he works with, he said some of them, you know, are as technically as good as the pros. Yep. But the big difference is the decision-making. Of course. You know, because you're really into diminishing returns 
when, when you get to that level, you know, and, and, you know, just high level non-league and professional, he said, some of the players he's working with are, are technically better than, than some of the pros, but yeah. the pros just make better decisions. Yeah. And so, but I, I, I personally find it a bit nebulous to say, well, how do you really measure that in a game? <clears throat> and, and, you know, set that as a challenge for the player, you know, because it, so something like number of passes, uh, number of tackles, something like that. It's really, really objective, isn't it? You, yeah. you can just you can count them up. You know, one tackle, right? Tick. Yeah. The right decision, <laughs> and again, you you can't because certainly you you couldn't do it necessarily even as a coach because you you've got a completely different perspective on the sideline. You're not seeing the same set of pictures that. Right. The that the player's seen right in the middle of the pitch. So I don't know if I'm setting you up. <laughs> Maybe you need a week. Maybe we need to uh, discuss this well, one next next week. Uh, how you actually how you can say whether at the end of the day you've been successful. I guess the the, the uh, true test would be if you've um, if you've banged in five goals or something, you know, and made made the right calls each time. I mean, you kind of measure it. I don't know. Um, it's difficult. You kind of just, you know, I try not to get too deep and technical into it, but it's kind of, I don't know. I can't really answer it, to be honest. It's kind of game by game. It depends on the scenario, really. It depends if if it's nil-nil, um, your players are, they're so keen to score that they're just taking that extra touch. They're taking on an extra man. They feel they need to do it themselves. They stop doing the basics. I don't know. I don't, you can't. It's not something you can quantify, is it? It's just something that you can kind of try and replay to them and recreate those scenarios and just think, okay, if the, this scenario happened again, what would you do? Which is kind of what I do. Um, I'll try and recreate things that might have happened in a game and say, right, you know, at this point you had these guys here, then you did you did this what if you had that situation again what would you do um and i i don't there isn't necessarily a right answer because they could say to me well i've got two different friends in front of me but i could slalom through both of them which they could mm-hmm. what's to say they can't do that you know my, my thing would be the law of averages says you probably won't go through those two players so if you've got a player side onto you who's unmarked give him the ball then make you run Beyond those defenders and try and get the ball back, um, but yeah, it's, who knows? There isn't. I don't think there is a right answer. I just think it's kind of trying to make them see the game from the point of view of the the. the, the I guess the I wouldn't say the less risky option, but the more sensible option. If that's that makes sense, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's some. It's a difficult one, and it's only now done the course that you start thinking about these things in a bit more detail, but. Yeah, so maybe maybe let's touch on that one again because it, it's a genuine question I, that I don't know the answer to. And I, I, as you were talking then, I was thinking, well, actually, um, someone like a Suarez, uh, uh, probably if, if you had some objective scoring system where you rewarded the safe option 
each mm-hmm. time, you know, and it's a one or a zero. So they choose yeah. the safe option. It's one. Uh, the the risky one where you're going to lose the ball, well, that's zero. Something like a Suarez would score pretty poorly, wouldn't he? Yeah. But, you know, would do, you know, he's an amazing footballer. So This is what I, I'm saying. It's like it's overwhelmingly sitting there and saying to them, you know, you shouldn't be, and I, and I do say I don't want you to not beat people because that's the exciting part of the game. And, you know, you a lot of you can do that. And I don't want to knock that out of you. But also there's times where we've got two people in the box, one defender or no defender, and we haven't crossed the ball in. We've gone, tried to beat another man and lost the ball. And it's just trying to sort of think about that Um and not not wanting to knock that creative streak out. And I said to you before about the coach said James Milner, Milner example. <laughs> Bless him. Um, and I know I know what he was saying because I've been guilty of sort of pass, 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 pass. Um, but I do always say I don't want you to not beat your man because I, I've seen that a lot of the team are good enough to do it. And why shouldn't you do that? But also you're not going to win a game or you're not going to develop as a footballer if you're ignoring your teammate who's better positioned. Um, and I think that's what's, especially watching a larger, it is academy training. The way they, the way they use the ball is a lot better than the way we probably use the ball. Although, you know, I'm not, I'm not, that sounds harsh because I think probably a bit unfair because the way, when we play well, we we're really good to watch. We play a lot of nice football, which is great because that's what I want us to do. But, yeah, you just see the you see the decision making um, from those players is so good, and I think that's just where they've had that extra. They've got that little bit extra ability. They've had really good coaching, and that's mm-hmm. that kind of highlights to me where I want to get to as a coach, and to try, to try and bring that out of the players. Just that decision making, and it's just trying to come up with practices that encourage that. I suppose that get them to think about how they're using the ball, which is kind of what a lot of my sessions at the moment are trying to be built on, being mm-hmm. in possession, how should we use the football? Um, and, you know, I, I think we've got a good team and they're developing really well, but it's just, when you think about it, there's so many extra layers they've got to improve on to get to where I see other players of their age who look so good in those academy setups. It's kind of really, it's quite amazing to watch mm-hmm. how effortlessly they they use the ball, just you know, split second, well, bang, bang, two, three passes, goal. It's like that fast because they've just got this almost instinctive reaction and knowledge of what to do with the ball. It's quite, mm. it's really, it's quite amazing to watch actually. Um, and it's just sometimes when I watch us play, it's almost like a bit too slow in that thinking. It's a bit too ponderous, or you know, it's getting caught between that. Oh, should I, should I beat him? Should I pass? Should I dribble? Um, so it's just trying to get them to to think about that, really. Yeah. Well, let, let's like I say, let's maybe keep coming back to the to the decision yeah, making because I, I kind of want to I want to see how that evolves and you know hopefully it'll help other people to as we kind of fumble around and and learn. Yeah. It'll help other people as well, kind of rationalise their their own thoughts on it, and, and you know feel free to get back to us and uh if you've got all the answers on that that or opinions you know yeah uh that'd be great so i think just reflecting back on the on the whole course i mean we it, uh, well actually I, I should say so the the 
the day finished off then we, the coach kind of went round, checked all the books you'd filled in all the various tasks and whatever and 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 signed it off so so I've got I'm sporting a, a nice little signed book now um I think you're so what what happens after that because I, you're a, you're a couple of weeks ahead of me so you get your signed book and and yeah. assuming you've done the e-learning so so what happens then so you go at some point if you check back on the website you'll see that that the face to face session is signed off and complete you know that blue bar and it's to weird yeah, yeah, that that blue bar's then all the way across, so you know it's done, and you get a little tick. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I emailed the sort of coordinator of mine because I I didn't know what had to happen. I just said, oh, you know, what happens next, blah blah blah. And she said, oh, if you just go on now, you'll see it's all completed. So I presume the tutor tells whoever coordinated your course, yep, they're finished, done, and then she just well, this, this girl Chloe was doing it. She just. Phil something on the website and says, yeah, you've done it, I presume. Um, so as soon as that's done, you can go and apply for your um, your license, um, which I got the link from my club. My club sent me that link, but um, I can send you the link. I don't know how, I presume your club must know about it. Quite possibly. So, so you go on the course and then you apply to be a level one coach. Yeah, so let me just... I'll just ping it. I'm just bringing it up as we speak. Um, yeah, I just got a link sent by the club. Um, it's the FA Licensed Coaches Club. Mm-hmm. So you go on, I think it's on the FA.com. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, a web, yeah, there's a website you go on and you basically put your fan number in and you register and then it will it will automatically say on there there's a link to the fa site and it will just automatically tick that you've done the you've done your first day you've done your child safeguarding and you've done your level one and then you you just fill in a few details and then um it basically registers you as a licensed coach then you just have to send a uh, like a passport photo in and then they'll send you an actual physical license all right okay so yeah you actually get like a id card saying you're a level one coach but as long as you register before you do the photo then that's fine and you're licensed so yeah all good so i just sent that to my club and just said here's you know i've signed up i'm a licensed coach um then they they said you don't have to do the photo immediately you can do that whenever just so you get a a copy of it so yeah so yeah ask your ask your club about it they should know yeah so i'll send you the link anyway i guess the you know there's a bit more paperwork isn't there you know to actually get get through to the to the actual finish line but uh i mean that that just really is admin isn't it you know the yeah reflecting back on the course i i think and I possibly mentioned this in in the last episode you know it absolutely exceeded my expectations yeah. Um, I think I, you know, I was being a little bit of a smart aleck on the first day of the course, the tutor asked, you know, uh, what are you looking to get out of the course? And, you know, being a smart aleck, I just said, oh, certificate, um, but, you know, <laughs> I sort of, you know, I, I was genuinely joking. I, I was looking for that structured approach, but, um, 
what I got was so much more than that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, you know, if I was expecting 10%, I, I got like a hundred percent. So, you know, for me, if anyone's kind of on the fence, I, I would definitely say go ahead and, and do it because it, it, it's not just about, you know, if, if, if you, there will be a lot of people who just go on it because they have to. Um, yeah. Well, we had, it, yeah. We had a couple who were doing it at university and they said, oh, we've got to do this as part of my uni course. They may not even want to coach, but they were there because they had to do it. Um, when you know, I so chose the wrong degree. <laughs> <laughs> I did physics, for God's sake, you know. Yeah, know. <laughs> oh, I've got to do, I've got to play football, you know, yeah. my university course. Oh, God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It's, um, I'm so glad I did it. And it, I, I'll be honest, I was one of those who went into it thinking, oh, God, I, I don't really want to, I'm not that interested in doing it if I'm had been completely honest, but now I've done it, I'm so pleased I have because it's really important. It really is important. Um, it, you know, it, I can't emphasize that enough really. So, um, yeah, it's been a great experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So anything else on, on that last day? Not really. I think that there is one more thing. Again, just uh, probably it wasn't part of the course. It was just part of that whole discussion. And uh, it was about choosing your words carefully. Mm. And right back at, at episode one, you and I were talking about, you know, uh, about that very thing, about just a little piece of advice can have a massive impact. And and for me personally, it was getting that advice around passing it. As soon as you get the ball, pass it. Yeah. And, and that's lived with me for, for, you know, 40 years or so. The the instructor was pretty much saying that. And he was saying, you know, he's been in, uh, you know, in the bar after a game and the manager's kind of getting on to a striker about you know so you know strikers not scored for uh six or seven games or something and he's saying to him well, you know you're gonna get me a goal at some point you know and just he said he's trying to have a bit of banter there but it's clearly not banter <laughs> he's clearly having a bit of a go and he's saying the player goes away and he doesn't think it's banter he's like yeah yeah i, I really do you know the pressure's on I, I i do need to get it there so you know, he was saying just choose your wor- words very carefully, and uh, th- those few words can have a big impact. Uh, and when he said it, I just thought, oh, that's interesting. We were talking about that, you know, probably a couple of months ago now. Yeah, well, that is interesting, actually. Yeah, mm, I haven't really thought about that to be honest. We didn't. Yeah, I know what you mean, especially yeah. I guess younger kids. Uh, would you have that discussion with under tens, eleven? I don't know. Probably not. But you you wouldn't have the striker it. discussion, would you? About no, I don't, I don't goals. I don't think they'd pick up on that anyway. To be honest, I don't. I don't know. Maybe they would. It's an interesting one, though. But yeah, I think you, when you're older, you can tell that that's gone beyond playful. You know, there's a little bit of probably irritation in there. 
come on, mate, you've got to score me a couple of goals here. You know, that's... Oh, in that example, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think, you know, whatever the age group is, I, I still think it used well, you know, a small number of words can have a massive impact. Yep, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, bringing it back to the old butt sandwich yeah, again, just, just you know. That. Just, <laughs> that very phrase, yeah. No, absolutely, and that's always been something I've always been conscious of since I've been doing this. Is that you know always make them at the end of the day, no matter how irate you might get on the touchline during a game and this and you we all want to win the game and stuff. At the end of the day, they're kids, and I want them to come off. Even if we lose, you know, I put a positive spin on it. You know, it doesn't matter. You've done really well. You know, just make them feel valued, and I think that's really, really important. Really important, probably the most important thing, to be honest. I mean, as nice as it is to win the games, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because we're having a. I think we we might be having a meeting on Monday at our club about next season and about which players we want to keep, and that kind of thing, and um, yeah, so there could be a bit of, I don't know. Be an interesting discussion because I've not really thought about letting players go, um, but that obviously that does happen at clubs and even at our club. Because mm-hmm. you know, our under tens guy was saying, "I've got a lot of trialists already at the club who've been trialing with him," and he said, "You know, loads of them are good enough to probably take the place of players that have already playing for us." So yeah, it's going to be an interesting discussion um, about you know who do you want to keep, and it's it's kind of sort of surprised me how cutthroat it is even at that age mm-hmm. but I guess you know if you're a if you're at a club that's what happens isn't it whether it's Man United or Macclesfield or you know even through the that youth system yeah you're still trying to get the best players so you are going to have to make decisions like that and yeah that's going on to another that's that's a, going off on a tangent but yeah it's kind of loosely relates to those conversations and how people feel and yeah so I don't know that's a debate for another day. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if we're if we're done with the with the course then, so let's let's wrap up there. If you've been listening to the Grassroots Coachcast, you can get us on Twitter at grootscoachcast and also contact us at gmail at grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to get in touch and give us a five-star review, we'd really appreciate that and give us a goal at so. I've been Ben. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. And I've been Dave. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye now.